good morning. Thank you for worshiping with us this morning. It's been sweet so far, and I'm so glad that you all have chosen to be here today. My name is Nick. I'm one of the pastors here at Holland Chapel, and my ministry focus primarily is student ministry. And uh, students are just kicking off another summer. I've been uh, privileged to, to have about 16 summers with students. And while I love the semester, I love getting into a series and seeing them every Wednesday night fill this room up and worship Jesus. The summers are, are different, and they're, they have their own special feeling. And I see some former students out here that have memories of our HCSM summers, no doubt. I'm going to take just a moment and fill you in on where we stand. So uh, a little over a week ago, we wrapped up our service project week. This year, because of Memorial Day, we did a four-day work week. We had over 75 different students uh, volunteering. They did over 35 projects, and we raised uh, nearly $10,000 in four days uh, because of your incredible generosity. And, uh, and that's going to allow students to be able to go on those mission trips that Grant was telling you about earlier at a, at a lower cost. They're able to raise uh, some up to like $250 towards their trip that knocks the, the, the cost of those trips down. And so I want to say thank you. You can still give uh, and designate service projects online if you would like to do so or if you have not done so. Uh, please uh, feel free to do that. We would be very appreciative of that. And, and I said in a social media post last week that throughout all the years, the goal of service projects is still the same. The goal is for generations to come together with the purpose of spreading the gospel. And so uh, we have, we're able to interact during the week with some of our senior saints and, and people of all ages that give a donation so that those students can then go and proclaim Jesus around the United States. And so generations coming together with the purpose of spreading the gospel. And as Grant said, this summer over 90 different individuals are going to attend three mission trips. We're leaving in the morning to go to Tampa and excited about that. There's a, a missions conference. Uh, all the missionaries, several missionary families are coming in. And we're going to get to minister to their children and hear from those missionaries as well. So kind of the nations are coming to us, and we're really excited about that, taking juniors and seniors down there for that trip. And then in a little uh, next month, we'll be going to Chicago for a missions camp. We'll be doing more inner city work there. And then uh, we'll wrap up the summer with a trip with our middle schoolers to West Memphis area and do some work there in, in West Memphis. So be praying for our students uh, and the leaders that go with them. It takes a lot of leaders to take that many students around, and so I know that you'll be praying for us, especially beginning in the morning. So thank you for that. Today we're in our second week of Practical Wisdom, a study through the book of Proverbs. I enjoyed so much last week. I hope that you're enjoying our reading challenge. Uh, the challenge is to read a chapter of Proverbs a day. It kicked off last Monday, and if you're on track and you're like me and you woke up yesterday to read, I believe it was Proverbs chapter 6, on your day off, the Bible is calling you lazy bones. Anybody else pick that up in your, in your translation? It said, lazy bones, get to work. And it was Saturday, and I was like, easy, easy, let me take a little bit of a break. But I got the message, so I hope that you're enjoying the reading challenge uh, through Proverbs. Todd led us through an introduction last week, helped us to understand what to expect from this book and its purpose, a purpose that it doesn't take long to get to. The purpose of the book of Proverbs is found in the, very, in the second verse of Proverbs chapter 1. It says, their purpose is to teach, wisdom, teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. 
In other words, the purpose of this book of Proverbs is to teach us the ability to do life well. And I don't know about you, but I would say, sign me up. Sign me up. I would love to know the way to do life well. And apparently a lot of other people know because uh, today there is no shortage of people trying to tell us how to do life well. There's people uh, telling you uh, how to, self-help books, more than ever before. And we have more than ever the need for the voice of truth, and that is God's Word. I read that there are almost 90,000 self-help books with sales of more than 17 million copies. People want to know how to do life well. And, and it's a very profitable industry because people are asking, how do I do life well? It's right here, the book of Proverbs. Not only do we have way too many people trying to tell us the right way to live, but we have influences all around us trying to mess us up. Now, not always intentionally, but we do have a great adversary that's going to use anything he possibly can to ruin our lives. We know this verse, this verse in Scripture from 1 Peter. Stay alert, watch out for our great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He wants to take our attention. He wants to change our direction. He wants to shift our focus away from what God's Word tells us. He's going to do whatever it takes to steal our focus away from where it should be. This book, God's Word, the only perfect self-help book. And that's what we find in the book of Proverbs. This morning in the passage that we'll be reading is, is this plea to choose God's way. This, this plea that says, do, uh, seek wisdom above all else. And before the book of Proverbs transitions into these short statements. And around chapter, I think it's chapter 10, it transitions and begins to give these short statements that addresses every topic that you can imagine. But before that, several chapters of insight from previous generations saying, choose wisdom. Here are the consequences. Here are the results. Here are the blessings. Here are the benefits. Choose wisdom. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. We read God's invitation for us to seek and to learn wisdom. And it's not just good advice from a self-help book. It's the key to real life. And it's found in the book of Proverbs, and it's written to us from our, 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 our creator who knows us better than anyone, who knows more than anyone how to do life well. Wisdom in these sections we're going to read today is personified so that it's uh, supposed to come to life and help us to understand it a little bit differently. In four different passages, we hear from uh, someone that uh, is deemed Lady Wisdom. We're going to look at four different sections, and all four sections, her message is the same. Her message emphasizes the importance of seeking wisdom and the serious consequences that come to those who reject it. So over and over again, four different sections, she's saying, here's the blessings of seeking wisdom. Here's the benefits of seeking wisdom. Pleading, crying out, seek wisdom, and here are the consequences that find that those who don't seek wisdom find themselves dealing with. We'll begin in Proverbs chapter 1. We're just going to read a couple of verses, a few verses from each of these four sections this morning as we move through the first several chapters of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. The Bible says, Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. She calls her message where it can be heard by the most people. 
Notice there, it cries out in the, shouts in the streets, cries in the public square, calls to the crowds in the main street. This is nothing new for us. We understand that God desires all to come to him, all to seek him. No matter where you're from, no matter what you've done, no matter what you think about yourself, you are loved. And God wants you to hear this message. And Lady Wisdom here shouts in the most public of places so that everyone can hear that God wants a relationship with them. A relationship that's made possible by Jesus Christ. Because he, he sent Jesus Christ to this earth to die on a cross and to, to pay for our sins to, to, that separated us from our Heavenly Father. And God is crying out to all who will hear in the most public of places so that no one would be without excuse. Choose wisdom. He goes on in verse 23. Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. This is going to be a common theme throughout our reading today. Skip down to verse 28. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously, anxiously search for me, they will not find me. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. That word chose there is important. See, the rejection here is not out of ignorance. Everyone heard the message. Everyone knew the dangers. Everyone knew the consequences. The, the rejection is not from ignorance, but it's a choice. And our big idea, our main idea today that I want you to go home with is that wisdom is a choice. Wisdom is a choice that we make. Everyone had heard the plea, the call to seek wisdom. And they chose, and sometimes we choose, our own way. A way that is not near as sweet. A way that is not near as smooth. Proverbs, later on in Proverbs chapter 14, gives us this warning. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. See, wisdom gives the power to discern the good and the bad influences, the paths, and, and gives us the ability to choose wisely. That's what we're going to see throughout these chapters is a choice that has to be made. You don't see in here uh, a plea to avoid certain things, a, a plea to get away from those things, and now there is a time and place for that, absolutely. But in this section of Proverbs, it's saying there will be a choice that you have to make. There will be a choice. The Beatles, they were preparing to tour the United States in 1966, just before the release of this album right here. And uh, they were in London, and John Lennon made a statement that caused shockwaves throughout the Christian community. It didn't catch much, uh, it didn't catch much attention when it was first published in a London newspaper. But when it came to America, just before the Beatles began their tour in 1966, people were shocked. People were in awe. People reacted. You see, John Lennon made a quote, and he said that the Beatles at that time were more popular than Jesus. And you could imagine the shock. You could imagine what people thought of that. And churches all around, especially the Bible Belt, began to hold rallies. And they gathered up all of their Beatles memorabilia and they, they smashed and they burned their records and, and they denounced the Beatles and they refused to go to their concerts and all of that was good. 
fast forward to 2020, we are and our children are going to be bombarded with negative influences, with negative paths, with negative options. Especially as parents, we want to shield them from those. And that's, that's a good thing. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's a good thing to shield them from those. But maybe we need to spend just as much time and attention and energy teaching them about the decision that they will one day have to make. They're going to see the world. They're going to be faced with these choices. They're going to be faced with these consequences, and they're going to have to decide. Should we try to eliminate as much negative as possible? Of course we should. Should we cover our children's ears? Of course we should. Will we succeed completely? No. Will they have to make a choice? Will the world be tempting? Will it be persuasive? Proverbs tells us yes, and there needs to be wisdom to make the right choice. We're all going to have to make that choice. And in this section, the, the folks that chapter 1 is talking about, the bottom line is in verse 29, they hated knowledge and they chose not to fear the Lord. They chose not to fear the Lord. Remember Todd wrapped up last week with verse 7 in chapter 1 where it says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. They chose not to fear the Lord. Fear of the Lord is respect of God's holiness. In other words, saying, I'm going to do this His way. I've got my life to live. I, I respect God's holiness. I know His wisdom. I know His power. I know what His desire is for my life. And I'm choosing to do life His way. In chapter 3, the voice of wisdom reminds us of God's resume. Over in verse 19. Skip over to chapter 3, verse 19. It says, By wisdom the Lord founded the earth. By understanding he created the heavens. By his knowledge the deep fountains of the earth burst forth and the dew settles beneath the night sky. In other words, he created all of this. He created you and me, and in my book, that spells R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> like, that's good enough for me. I didn't mean to go with another line of the song. It just came out that way. I'm going to do life his way. I learned that at a, in an early age as a child at Southwest Missionary Baptist Church. We would sing the song, the wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. That song goes on to say, So build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ and the blessings will come down. That's the last verse of that song. Build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ and the blessings will come down. Wisdom calls out again in chapter 8. Skip over to chapter 8 and elaborates on those blessings on real life. While you turn to chapter 8, I don't normally do this, but I left out a story I was going to tell you, and, and, and I think it needs to be in there. So you turn to Proverbs chapter 8, and I'll tell you about the, the parent that their child, their middle school child, was watching TV in the other room. And, and the parent from around the hall or around the corner saw that a commercial was coming on. I believe it was a commercial. And, um, 
and it was one that, that their kid, it was just one about worldly junk that, that is just no good. It's, it's, it's against God's word. And, and the parent immediately thought to run and, and change that channel real quick or block that television. And they thought, no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how my middle schooler reacts to this. And the middle schooler watched the, the commercial as it was coming on in between the ball game or whatever he was watching. And, and his face just dipped and shook with disgust and just couldn't believe what he was seeing. And the father got to go in and have a conversation with the child after that. And the, the child's reaction to that, to me, is a win for wisdom. Like the child knew when he was watching that, that that was, that was not godly. That was not something that was good. And while the parent could have ran in there and shielded that, he used that moment as a teaching opportunity to, to, to teach and talk to his son about God's word and about wise choices. And I think that's a, that's a win for wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8, this lady, lady wisdom begins to elaborate on these blessings. Build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ and the blessings will come down. Look at verse number 1. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town. On the road leading in she cries aloud. I call to you, to all of you, I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Again, calling for all to hear. No one is left out. Everyone is given the message. Skip down to verse 19. My gifts are better than gold. Even the purest gold. My wage is better than sterling silver. I walk in righteousness and paths of justice. Verse 35. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But, who, but those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. Proverbs has... Many strong statements, and you'll see more throughout chapters 8 and chapters 9 about the benefits, the blessings of choosing wisdom. Things like long life. Again, sign me up. I mean, it's pretty plain. It says those who choose wisdom will experience long life, wealth, honor, peace. All of these are given as benefits or blessings of wisdom. Now, does this mean that we're always going to experience these things? Does this mean that if, you're aren't in, if you aren't enjoying those things, then you haven't made the wise choice or you're not chasing after wisdom? No, it does not mean that. We don't live in a perfect world. If we lived in a perfect world, wealth, long life, honor, peace, they would be certain. But our world is far from perfect. The good news is, though, that even in this cruel, evil world, living wisely usually results in obvious blessings. Living wisely usually results in these blessings that are given in Proverbs chapter 8 and chapter 9 and throughout this book. But not always. One commentator uh, summarized it this way. He said, choose wealth over wisdom and at best you will have it for a time. Choose wisdom over wealth and one will have riches enough along with the honor that comes from having walked in righteousness. Choose wealth over wisdom. And at best, you will have it for a time. Choose wisdom over wealth, and one will have riches enough, along with the honor 
that comes from having walked in righteousness. The book of Proverbs is communicating God's will for us to seek him above all else. And we're going to have a lot of choices. There's some tempting things out there. There's some persuasive people out there. There's some ways that look right to a man, but in the end lead to death. For several chapters, the pages of this book have shouted, Choose wisdom. Those other directions, those other influences, they're going to be tempting. But wisdom shouts in the streets, cries out in the public square, calls to the crowds. Choose wisdom. It's a choice. It's a choice that we are all going to have to make to choose. I'm going to do life God's way. He knows best. I give him full respect and reverence. I'm going to pick God's way. Or no, this looks really good over here. It's a choice, a physical choice that we have to make. The last section that we're going to look at is chapter 9. Chapter 9 gives us this imagery of a, a great banquet. Wisdom is built this house and is preparing a great banquet. In Proverbs chapter 9, verse 3, it says, She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. In verse 6, she says, Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. This invitation, this banquet, sounds an awful lot like an image that Jesus gives us in Luke chapter 14. In one of his many parables, Jesus tells of a man who prepares this great feast. He sends out the invitation to people who had intended to to attend this great feast. But as the invitations arrive, they had all gotten sidetracked. They had all chosen different things. They had all gotten busy doing something else. We might fall into that parable as a character in that parable by some of the decisions that we make. We might say, I'll get around to doing it God's way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do my thing first, and I'll settle in and follow God's way. Or I just, I just want to do this first. Or maybe, maybe this way is better. This, this has worked for that person, or this has worked for that person. Maybe I'm going to do it their way. Let me tell you, church, whatever this is, you're going to do it this way rather than God's way. Whatever this is, it doesn't compare to what God's got planned for you. If this is anything other than Jesus, it's going to lead to terrible consequences that we read throughout Scripture. It's time that we do life His way. And you might say, well, okay, fair enough. You've sold me, Nick. Okay, I'll try it God's way. What is God's way. Look at verse 10 of chapter 9. We see a familiar statement. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, and then it's added a sentence to it. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Knowledge of the Holy One. Understanding who Jesus is and what he did for you. Understanding the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made. Leaving heaven. Coming to this earth. Enduring all that he did. The shame, the heartache, the humiliation, the the, the pain. For me and for you. 
knowledge of the Holy One, recognizing and understanding who Jesus is and what He did for you results in good judgment. You say, well, I want to do it His way. He cares an awful lot about me. He knows what's best. It's the least I could do in light of the sacrifice that He made. You see, we make a choice to pursue wisdom, to pursue Jesus. The last verse on your screen today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. The Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom. Christ made us right with God when he made us pure and holy. He freed us from sin. So if you're choosing wisdom, you're choosing Jesus. And in choosing Jesus and understanding what he's done for you, recognizing that he freed you from your sin, that he gave you life when you were dead, that he offered hope when you were lost, and he calls out to everyone, choose me, why wouldn't you do that? It results in good judgment, chasing after Jesus, the Bible says. We sang a song earlier this morning, and I'm going to invite you, after I pray, to stand and we'll close out. We'll have some announcements afterwards, but I want you to read the words of these songs and make this song your prayer, your commitment, your choice today to choose Jesus. Do life His way and see what happens. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, Lord, for loving us enough to give us a plan for life. Not to just leave us here lost and wondering what to do, Lord. But you've laid it out very clearly. And Lord, all of us at one time or another or throughout our life, really, we're going to be making choices. We're going to be making choices that sometimes can be difficult because the world can be appealing. Lord, but help us to remember your love for us that you've shown through your son Jesus. And help us to to turn to you and to realize, Lord, that you, more than anything else, more than anyone else in this world, want what's best for us. And I pray that we'd be a people, a church, that chooses to follow you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.